Tony Rolston. I'm a lecturer in nuclear energy, University of Cambridge. Tony, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Centre for Business Research here at our Hinkley Point C Revisited Public Policy Workshop. We've heard this morning at the workshop about the contract. There's been a controversial contract between EDF, the China CGN, and the UK government. Are you concerned about the contract itself to build Hinkley C? It definitely is a controversial contract. It's got a lot of time in the press and it's been signed uh, so we will get some nuclear power stations, the first for 25 years. But I think the evolution of it has been painful and it, uh, it is expensive by, by any terms. And it's only justified basically because the government had very little as an alternative at this stage. I think we need to learn from this contract and see what could be done better and how to get a more effective and a more balanced contract in the future for other stations which are being planned to be built. If we go back to basics, I believe this contract's been 10 years in the making. It's been scrutinised, including more recently by the Prime Minister herself. It was signed in September 2016. Do you accept, in terms of low-carbon energy, that we need new nuclear power stations? Yes, the people have done all sorts of scenario planning. If we're going to meet our obligations under the Climate Change Act, we're going to have to remove, almost completely decarbonise our electric system, and we have to go beyond that and taking carbon out of our heating system, out of our transport system, ships and aircraft as well as cars. We have to do this in a, a thing right across society. One of the places which have focused on is electricity where there are a number of options of doing that, which nuclear is one. It's very hard to imagine a scenario for cleaning up the energy system without large amounts of renewables and large amounts of nuclear, both of which have virtually zero carbon contribution. Why do you think this contract was so controversial? China's involvement, China financed it. It wants to learn from our nuclear energy to feed those lessons into its own nuclear energy. We heard from a Chinese consultant that, in fact, they want to get away from low-grade industry and improve their industrial aspects of their economy. Isn't that a good intent? Well, there's some good intent in there. I think it's controversial for two reasons. One, the Chinese issue, which we'll come to in a moment. But I think the first issue is the nature of the contract. This station that's planned is huge. It's going to cost £20 billion. It's going to take 10 years to build. It'll provide 7% of the UK's electricity for the next 30, 40, 50 years. It's a big undertaking. This scale of project is larger than any company, like a utility could stand by itself, and it's larger than any reactor vendor like Arriva or Westinghouse could fund. And therefore, governments have been dragged into it. The government was on the fork of a dilemma in that it said it knew it had to be involved in it, but was not going to provide any public UK public funding. And so it's arranged a rather complicated contract, which ensures the money is funded, in this case from France and now in China, in order to pay for this large investment. And in exchange for that, they've got a guaranteed price, the so-called contract for different strike price of £92.50 an hour, escalating with inflation for the next 35 years. And people point to that high and long-term electricity price and they compare that with the existing price of electricity and say, this, is this a good deal? Well, part of the complexity is the UK government was not willing to invest UK money in this project and so we had to go abroad and the cost of that money is quite high. The second controversial bit is China. Once the UK government, by about 2013, realised that even the French utility couldn't provide all the funding for this thing. They needed another source. 
And following their policy of no UK government involvement, the French decided, went to talk to their partners where they're already building stations in China and in, introduced the Chinese to this. And this, of course, is controversial in UK terms. We're not used to buying high-technology, complex bits of kits from China. Initially, they're parting, just providing funding from Hinkley Point, but part of the deal is they get the opportunity to sell their modern new reactor and build it at Bradwell in Essex. And this is perhaps the controversial aspect. First of all, Chinese investment in our infrastructure, and secondly, a Chinese reactor here. Both those things have forced people to think this is controversial. And so we have three elements, really. We have the eventual strike price, which yeah. for the electricity consumer is going to be high. The subsidy from the UK government and the Treasury is high, even though the Treasury didn't want to fund the building of new nuclear power stations itself. So who can blame EDF Energy or CGN from China getting involved? In fact, they bailed us out. But the other big issue is security. Although it's civil nuclear energy, that China will be able to look at what we're doing and steal our secrets. (laughs) Does that concern you at all? Well, I think, again, this is something that really people react in a gut way to, but if you try and look at it objectively, if it's their reactor and they're building it in the UK, they haven't got the ability to steal secrets. It's their technology. They will be part of the nuclear community in the UK and therefore they'll be better connected in the past and that might cause some sensitivity. But the real, you have to look at the fundamental issue. They want to build in the UK because they want to get a a safety license in the West so they can export it elsewhere. They want to be seen as a good exporter. They want their product to look good in the sight of the world. They want to be seen as a responsible player. Therefore, they have every motivation to deal with us fairly and well in order to get these benefits in the future. But there must be some sensitivity about a country like China getting very close to the heart of government and very close to the heart of security. And we have to trust that the politicians have put the right type of fences and and protections in place. But, of course, we don't see that because it tends to be... um, But... but the regulations are significant. We know that there are checks and balances on this contract. Okay. There are checks and balances also within the nuclear industry itself, including on yeah. the types of reactors and testing these reactors. So aren't we being hysterical in looking and looking again at this particular contract? Because it does involve France, it doesn't involve China. And then, of course, it's going to create high-grade jobs for people in the UK. Well, just to finish off on the China aspect, there's no doubt that when they bring their design here, it'll have to go through the Office of Nuclear Regulation. We have a particular and rather tough way of doing nuclear regulation in the UK, and it's also already been exercised where the specialists in the UK have forced changes on the French reactor, and they're currently forcing changes on the reactors that follow to meet UK safety standards. And I think we can be pretty supportive of this group, that they are knowledgeable, they're tough, and they won't stand for anything less than the safety standards that they expect just because it's Chinese. So I think the lot has been loaded on their shoulders, but their record shows they can probably carry that. In terms of looking at the contract, I think looking forward, one has to see why is this high price. One of the reasons it's high price is we're paying for government funding from other countries at a commercial rate. If the UK were to provide funding in addition to perhaps 30 or 40 percent the developer provided, this other funding would be borrowed at a government rate. 
uh, and could reduce the price of electricity, or if the government wanted to take a commercial rate, it meant that any profits were made, which there probably will be, would be recycled into the British Treasury. And I think that's a much better model where we keep the same sort of general structure about a contract for difference, but the debt funding, the 60% additional funding other than the developer would provide, is provided in the UK. And so any profits that are made are either come back to the Treasury or if they don't want the profits, uh, have a lower rate on it, it brings down the electricity price for all of us. There's no rowing back on this particular (coughs) nuclear contract at Hinkley, but we may be able to perhaps stop Bradwell or Sizewell C. It is muted that China would then be able to build Bradwell itself because it would have the technology. We don't know what the future holds, but where would you like to see our energy policy going in the future, including better use and more use of renewables? Let's start with renewables. We have a plan. We've invested a lot in solar and wind, and we have a plan to have about 30 gigawatts, more than half the maximum demand we have in the UK of renewables by 2030. And I think that's a good part of our low carbon strategy. We need, first of all, to replace the old nuclear and gas coal stations that are closing. And there is a plan to build about 16 gigawatts, about double the size of nuclear, through Hinkley and other contracts which are in train at the moment. This is part of our fundamental approach to addressing our climate change commitments that we've made internationally. Beyond that, that's beyond 2030, we'll have to do more to decarbonise our electricity system And as we try and decarbonise the rest of the energy system in the UK, probably more of that would become electricity and therefore more electricity capacity will be required. And there's decisions to be made about that. We've noticed all the existing reactors are rather large. They are very political because of the amount of money and the timescale involved. Finding the funding is very difficult. And one of the things I'm particularly interested in is looking at smaller versions of these reactors, which could perhaps be built more quickly, three or four years rather than eight and ten years. They might cost be small in size, but their unit cost would be more fundable by the private sector. Once these things have been built and we know what they cost and how quickly they can be built, then you perhaps can turn this into more of a private sector activity and uh, you don't have states, whether it's our country or other countries, involved in it. So small reactors based on the same technology are definitely something we should be looking at. On the same sites? I think the sites, siting issue is, is always sensitive. We have approved about 10 sites around the country. I think we should use those for small reactors as well. In theory, they can be placed elsewhere, but I think we should start and build you know, the first tranche of those, quite a, quite a number of them, on the existing sites where the problems are well known, there is space, and the local employees have, have lived with nuclear for many years and are quite supportive of it. And I suppose the good thing, finally, coming out of this debate is that we may or we may not approve of the Hinkley Point C contract with EDF Energy and CGN, but at least it's leading to public forums about our energy futures and the balance of our energy futures. Yes, since really climate change became on the agenda, uh, Tony Baer put it on the agenda in 2005 and 2006, there's been a lot of debate about this, with people being proponents for various things, some people being for and some people against wind, some people for and against nuclear, and there's much more of a debate and an understanding that we must have a trajectory, we must know where energy is going to come from. We operate in much smaller capacity margins than we did in the past. I don't think the lights will go out, but the probability in the wind is higher and we're, we're closer to that position. 
I think people realise that there's no easy options and people have to consider all the options in order to have a future for energy in this carbon world. And that's what we're doing at this workshop today. Yes, absolutely. A very interesting range of ideas, some conflicting ideas. We have to listen to each other and then try and find a way through which takes to the account all the different viewpoints, sometimes conflicting viewpoints, but very interesting to stimulating. Tony Ralston, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Centre for Business Research podcast series today on the workshop Hinkley Point C Revisited. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you.